0: Felton Coney, Chief Economist at ADA Economics. We specialize on effective analysis to manage financial risks. Today, I'm so delighted to have Barbara Stewart with us to talk about her insight and research on this topic.
1: Barbara, hello, how are you? Hello, I'm great. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk with you today. Looking forward to it. Well, you, you have a
0: lot of interesting stuff to tell us. So first of all, your research is labeled rich thinking, right? So why don't you start by telling us a little
1: bit about the research that you do and, uh, and why you started it? Sure. So I am a chartered financial analyst and I've been working in the investment industry for over 30 years now. Um, The reason I started doing research was quite an interesting one. It was during the financial crisis in 2008-09 when I was pretty depressed because none of my clients wanted to talk to me. Dealing with high net worth uh, people too busy running their own companies and they were worried about losing money like everybody around the world was. So when I get in that situation where I'm not getting any kind of positive recognition from my work, I become very introverted and I start reading a lot. And I decided to start reading about women and money. And the reason for that was I was a bit irked that there are so many stereotypes of the financial industry about women and the messaging seemed to be negative across the board so I looked further into it and I scoured websites of different investment firms and banks and research platforms around the world and I found that sure enough um, my gut feel was correct the messaging was indeed universally negative things like women don't take risk women aren't interested in investing, women defer their authority gladly to their brothers or fathers to help them because they, you know, can't do it for whatever reason. And I thought, you know, this makes no sense. It was quite a disconnect between my experience working in the investment business as a partner of a firm for years. And the clients I have are a mix of men and women, mostly entrepreneurs. And I found that the female investors were if not equal, sometimes even more willing to take risk than the male investors, and especially during that time frame in the financial crisis, the panicky calls I was getting were universally from males. So the women were more calm, cool, and collected about the whole thing and understanding they were in it for the long term and trusting the judgment of the managers that they'd hired and that type of thing. So I thought through all of this, this is really strange because the biggest stereotype is that women are risk averse. And if there's one thing I want to accomplish in my life, and I think I'm getting there, is to change that. And I I changed the wording to what I thought was more relevant and appropriate, which is that women aren't risk averse, they are risk aware And that language is very, very important because one's positive and one's negative and one inspires female investors and one does not. So I thought, what can I do for the next generations of women to make sure that the messaging is positive because we want more female investors. We want more females in the investment industry as portfolio managers and risk managers and everything else. And fortunately, at the time, I had the opportunity to travel in the year 2010. Um, My husband's with Deloitte as a tech researcher, and he was going around the world speaking to Deloitte clients. And I thought, well, it, it would be really interesting for me to interview a whole bunch of different women around the world from diverse industries and professions and ages and find out how they were successful how they became financially confident. And the reason I chose like really highly accomplished women was because I figured if I have to counter the negative messaging, I better be sharing only positive messaging. And that would, that would send a strong new form of communication. I didn't have any plan in mind. I didn't have a PR firm or anything like that. I just, from a grassroots kind of approach, just contacted a variety of different women and said do you know anyone I can meet I'm going to Beijing I'm going to Stockholm I'm going wherever and my network would refer me to smart and interesting women and I would just ask them for an interview and I did one hour deep dive back then in person and I would write a little story for them and get them to approve it and then I have 50 stories per year in my annual Rich Thinking white paper. So it was an idea born out of kind of anger and irritation with the messaging in the the industry. And I'd only planned to write one report and it became popular. So I've ended up now um, on on number 13 that I'm working on right now. And it's, it's a very simple format, just 50 diverse women around the world every year sharing positive messages about some aspect of finance
0: that's fascinating and and i think well i mean i i'm eager to hear more about your results or rather i've already read your reports but to share it with our with our audience but i want to do a little digression to really uh, impress on everyone how important is this research and how does this fit into the bigger picture because at ada we spent like the last 7 years really uh, researching the impact of uh, digitalization of macroeconomics and financial markets and some of the messages that come from that research is that technology is going to be very disruptive for all economies and it's particularly important to have the right human capital evolution and investment in order to make it successful And a lot of this potential actually is with women because women are in this historical time best suited to really drive the change, but at the same time, quite neglected in supporting what they need to make sure that they cater for the next generation, that they themselves are heard that they are priority of policymakers so that they can actually work smoothly. So this is a little digression to to, to really stress on everyone why women are really at the core of the future. So the first question I want to pose to you is in 2018, you did a whole report about risk taking, specifically asking people, well, women about
1: risk taking. What were the, the patterns that you discovered then? Well, it's interesting your preamble about the importance of women and technology. I'll just, in case anyone's uh, interested in exploring that, in 2016, my annual Rich Thinking report is called How Smart Women Are Shaping the Future of the Financial Industry. And I interviewed male and female leaders around the world that year, and everybody was offering their perspective on the trends in place and how important women were especially for the technology aspect. And as you know, from 2016 to today, even pre-pandemic, we have seen an explosion in social media usage, in the types of platforms available, the types of investment communities available. And this has just been an astonishing turn of events and a wonderful turn of events for female investors, because the numbers show that usage of these platforms has just gone through the roof and it's a wonderful way to quickly close that old gender investing gap that used to exist that is nearly closed, I'm happy to say. But back to the topic of risk, um, that was me, you know, taking on this topic specifically because of my pet peeve about that old stereotype ribbon are risk averse. And I wanted to prove that it's not true, even though in my own client base, I knew it wasn't true. And so I asked 50 women around the world that year in 2018, what's the biggest risk you've ever taken in your life? What was, what and what happened? And oh, sorry, why did you take that risk? So what's the biggest risk you've taken in your life? Why did you take that risk and what happened? And I can tell you that was a fascinating year and I learned a lot about women. But across the board, um, the most common finding from those questions was that the biggest risk, the most common biggest risk for smart women is that they jumped ship and followed their big idea. And then I wrote a uh, a paper the following year on the big ideas. (laughs) So it all kind of um, ebbs and flows and it's very interesting but I also did a quantitative study on risk because I'm kind of obsessed with women and risk and you know I wondered how did we come about that stereotype and if you look at all the surveys usually in the industry if you're signing on as a private client or something you're checking boxes about your risk tolerance you really don't get offered much choice. It's still like this today, I'm afraid to say, where you're offered low risk, medium risk or high risk. Well, what does that mean? How can anyone really tell? And do they really understand risk tolerance? So on my quantitative survey, I wanted to make it more behavior based. So I had a bunch of behavior questions, but also I gave more categories, more definitive categories. So there were four asking women are you risk averse? Are you risk aware? Are you a risk seeker? Or are you a risk taker? And I defined each of the four quite well so that we would get decent data out of this uh, survey. And it was really wonderful for me to corroborate that under 10% of women in the global study of over 2000 women said that they were risk averse. So I'm pleased that I have the data now to support what has always been a, a qualitative study that I've done uh, with this rich thinking research.
0: That's that's great. Actually, I think, you know, risk averse may be a phase of your life. You know, there may be times where indeed you need to be a little bit more risk averse, but I think women understand life is long and they're also curious. So given the right conditions, they, they're definitely risk averse only a, a small part of the time. I would say they are rather risk. I mean, I I think about my own experience I'm always risk aware and sometimes I'm definitely intentionally a risk seeker yes right because that's where (laughs) that's (laughs) where you get the change of trend Barbara Stewart thank you so much for this conversation it was a pleasure to talk to you thank you for sharing your research so let me remind everyone they can read your research on barburstur.ca
1: correct that is correct and thank you so much for the wonderful conversation and i wish you a wonderful evening excellent thanks a lot
0: thank you everyone for tuning in bye bye